Evolutionary.org podcast coming your way, episode 556. This one we're going to talk about best way to use Trembolone for recomping, gain muscle, and stay lean. So first, let's talk about trend. Trembolone is one of those steroids that once it came around, it transformed bodybuilding like you wouldn't believe. So you saw these guys in the 80s. They went from being Mr. Olympia champion being 195 pounds to Mr. Olympia champion being 295 pounds. But you get my point. Um, I think it was like 240, 250 during the 80s. And then and then uh, you had Lee Haney coming around. And you had then you had Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler, the Beasts um, coming around. And, you know, these guys were approaching 300 pounds. Now, one of the steroids that they needed to use is Trend. And Trend is a special steroid. Uh, Trend is one of those steroids that you can take just a small dose of by itself and completely change your physique. I've seen guys even on bad diets. <laughs> take a little bit of trend for like six weeks and transform their, their body structure. So, you know, it's a great steroid. It's a steroid that, you know, um, you got to respect because it's got a lot of side effects that come with it. So in this podcast, really, we're going to tell you all about trend. We're going to tell you about recomping with trend, how to, how to pull it off. And we're going to tell you how to stack it, how to use it and all that good stuff. So I'll bring in mobster, touch on a little bit on trend. Honestly, Steve, and, and I say this as someone who's never used it. You and I have discussed this multiple times, and we see this on the forums. There are people out there that have euphemistically described trend as God, and, and, and they become absolutely crazy, crazy fans of it. What we also say, and this is like a sort of red flag warning that you guys need to be aware of, it is very much a drug that should not be your first choice for your first cycle uh, because – the issues that can come with trend and trend use specifically the side effects can be so fucking bad you really wish that you hadn't tried it first and you'd tried other bits and pieces and we say this whether it's a simple debol cycle teranobol something like that mild steroids and of our uh you know use a mastron when you're you're crazy fat we, we give out advice on these particular things for a good reason and even experienced trend users will say listen you know this testosterone was my first cycle i did a couple of oral cycles and it's like typically a third fourth or even a fifth cycle before they get around to using trend and and this is the same reason we have training rules on bikes when your kids guys we wouldn't give you a ten thousand dollar carbon fiber racer put you at the top of a really steep hill when you're five six seven years of age and say right ride a bike and you, you shouldn't think like that when it comes to steroids you might be quote unquote a grown-ass man but seriously you need to know how you do on mild anabolic steroids before you start to use harsh anabolic steroids. And even, as I said, experienced users will tell you that they know they're going to have the side effects. It's just that they've become ready for it. They've become prepared. And, of course, because we've done podcasts specifically on trend for other reasons, we talk about negation of the side effects by manipulation of dosaging, frequency of use, other things that you can do. Listen to those podcasts as well to get an insight in that particular way. But yeah, trust me, you can have some absolutely crazy fans out there and some of you do incredibly well on trend and absolutely love it. Uh, but the the phrase that I would probably put a, a warning up against is the quote-unquote up the trend. I don't think you need to up the trend. And, and in this example, what we're talking about today, a mild dose will do the job just as well as an increased amount. And we're going to get into those numbers briefly. But back to you, Steve. 
Yeah, so on paper, Tren is five times more anabolic, five times more androgenic than uh, straight testosterone. Like I always say on the forums and on these podcasts, those numbers, they don't translate to real life. But in this case with Tren, you know, it's something like that. I don't know if if it's three times, four times, six times, whatever, but it's hell of a lot more powerful than straight testosterone. I mean, pound for pound. If you're running 500 milligrams of testosterone versus 500 milligrams of, milligrams of trenbolone, you're going to gain a hell of a lot more strength on that 500 milligrams of trend. So trend, look, there's different uh, types of trend that are out there. There's the oral trend, which I personally wouldn't even bother with. There's a trend, no ester, which I wouldn't bother with unless you're a tested athlete. You don't want to get busted because it's in and out of your body quick. There's no ester attached. And then the main, the main trend that usually is used among professional bodybuilders is going to be trend acetate. You can inject that every day or every other day. There's trend enanthate, which is number two. That's for people who like to inject once or twice a week. Um, it's got the enanthate ester attached to it. And then you've got the trend hex. Now, trend hex is kind of in between the esters. So you want to inject it like, like two or three times a week. I think you get away with it. Uh, four times a week, some people like to go. But at the end of the day, the two main ones, trend ace and trend E. And then you've got the tri-trend mix. A tri-trend mix is a mix of the ace, the E, and the hex together. So a lot of sources, that's a popular one. And then a lot of people also like to use trend as part of blends. The most popular trend blend which is great for recon, is going to be testosterone propanate, trenbolone propan uh, acetate, and then masteron propanate. So they'll run all three of them together, and they'll really, really enjoy it. There's another blend similar, but they use longer esters. So in that case, they use trend E, mast E, and then testosterone E. And that's called basically a long cut mix. And that one is great for recomping if you want to do a longer cycle, eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks. So those are really good options for you for recomping when it comes to trend. So when it comes to the dosing of trend, you know, we're going to get into that a little bit. But first, let's talk a little bit about how hard recomping is. And recomping basically means um, in plain English and trying to keep a long story short, you're gaining muscle mass. While losing body fat, I don't want to bring in Mobster for this to kind of explain more of it. So Mobster, why don't you explain recomping? And it's the most challenging thing in bodybuilding you could pull off. Many yes. of you out there may never be able to accomplish it. And that's okay. You don't have to recomp to be successful in bodybuilding. But if you want to become like a true professional, that's what you got to do. It's very difficult to pull off. And if you can pull that off, then you either got great genetics or you... I give you all the credit in the world for being able to pull that out because it's very difficult to, to do both at the same time. Yeah. Re recomp or recomposition, guys, as, as Steve says, is that sort of miracle of gaining muscle and at the same time as losing fat. And as arguably, you kind of do that anyway, but not – that's if, if you gain muscle, you're actually changing your body fat ratios and percentages in your body. So even if you bolt and your actual body fat weight on the scale – remain the same as you added muscle tissue underneath that body fat you'd actually change your percentage your ratio of muscle to fat and so on and so forth so arguably you'd be doing something like recomposition and the same thing applies when you're cutting the problem is that's not what people mean when you talk about recomp let's say you can pinch way more than an inch on your gut and real recomposition for most people is 
add in a little bit of muscle tissue. And no, let, let's say you, you're pinching two inches. You're a fat motherfucker. You're only going to go down to like an inch. And what you're really looking and what people really mean when they talk about recomposition is they want those abs to pop. They want to lose that lard and have all of that body fat disappear and at the same time add muscle. Honestly, if you think that's going to happen to you guys, I've got some magic beans and a bridge in Brooklyn for sale, guys, because it just doesn't happen. Like Steve says, I can think of maybe three Mr. Olympia contenders, bodybuilders, top 10 athletes, whatever, over the last 40 or 50 years that grew into a competition. And typically these guys would let themselves get small out of competition and then would train up in terms of muscle and just add muscle and add muscle and add muscle and the percentages would change, like I said, and they got leaner and leaner. And obviously their diet was super clean, super tidy. A great example of an individual like that for the last 20 or 30 years would be Kevin Levrone. Uh, and, and he was a fucking freak, guys. And if you're not a fucking freak, one in a million, it's just not going to happen. Now, something I discussed very briefly with Steve in the pre-show is recomposition versus what we would call the more traditional bulking and then cutting. And the argument is thus, to bulk and then to cut is easier. There's no argument about this because recomposition, true recomposition of the kind that people would like to think they can have is harder. It's a lot easier to bulk, and we've discussed this in previous podcasts, for example, in the wintertime, in the cold months, on the compounds and, and, and just feeding up and not worrying unduly about your body fat. You should never let it get out of control, of course. And then arguably cut down by cleaning up your diet, by waiting into the summer months, the spring and the summer months. And we've done podcasts on getting in shape in the spring and the summer, getting ready for the beach and eating better fruits and eating more greens and leafy vegetables and so on and so forth because they're more accessible, they're easier to buy, they're fresh in the supermarkets and you're working with nature again. Recomposition arguably is kind of working against nature. And it, and it really is the fairy godmother waving a magic wand kind of situation. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, arguably drugs are going to help. And obviously we can talk about those kind of things. Uh, but then, of course, drugs are going to help you in a poke and, and, and the cut. Is Trent the drug for recomposition? I'm going to say yes. And that's, again, if you just respond well to Trent. Of all of the anabolic steroids, the one that seems to be capable of giving you recomposition as close to that ideal that we have in our minds, Trembolone definitely seems to be the drug that will do that. In in that, as I mean, Steve's talked about previous uh, Trembolone experiences in the past, getting stronger, hardening up, seeing muscles pop, seeing seeing veins and vascularity, and that kind of gnarly looking, uh, grainy kind of effect to his body. But of course, Steve is a great one for fasting. His diet is always going to be on point. He's going to know precisely how to manipulate those variables. So it's that kind of situation. And I've, something else which I want to touch upon, Steve, and I made some show notes on this before, and it's it, and it's simple this, guys. You cannot take Trembolone, regardless of the dosage, mild or crazy, and think that you don't have to have your diet on point, your, your training on point, and your, all other aspects of your nutrition on point. Because if those things suddenly get better you suddenly have a much better diet and better training and you're hitting the gym consistently and doing all the things that you're supposed to fucking do anyway and that would actually kind of help you with recomposition regardless of whether you use trend or not on trend your job results are going to be on another level again 
So, yeah, can it? Yes. Will it? Yes. But only you'll get even better results if those other aspects are tight. But then those other aspects should have been fucking tight before you started. So, yeah, that's actually like sort of mobster's little rant there. Tighten those things up and you'll see results. You can't train your way into recomposition without those other aspects being considered. So, yeah, what do you think, Steve? Yeah, so with recomp, look, I'd see this is the tricky thing with bodybuilding. And and you, you know, you were talking about it. The tricky thing with bodybuilding is how important genetics are. And you might have a friend that completely transforms their physique on trend. They're able to recomp, they eat fast food, they don't they don't ever cook their own food, they they don't prep their food, they don't put any work into it, they go to the gym. And they just throw weights around. They don't really have any technique to it. They do basically the same workout every time. And you're just amazed at how they transform their physique. But you, you do everything right. You diet good. You train good, everything. And then when you run trend, you don't get as good as results as him. You have to actually put in the work and everything. So that's such as life, you know. There's really nothing you can do about that. But over the long term, you're going to do better than your friend. We, we see this all the time. Um so at the end of the day, you know, you can only control what you can control. Can you control your genetics? No, you're not going to be able to change your genetics. So, but we can control is what you put in your body. It, it, recomping is very, very important when it comes to recomping, eating clean, taking care of your body. You're going to have better workouts when you eat clean. That's, that's going to be the mo the number one thing that you'll notice right away once you clean up your diet. You, you stay away from the processed junk, the fast food, the garbage food, the, the, the sweets and all this stuff that you know is not good for you. We all know donuts aren't good for you. So if you're eating donuts every morning for breakfast, that's not good. You know, we, we know that. I, think, I don't think there's anybody on the planet that thinks donuts are good for you. I don't think there's anyone who with a functioning of uh, knowledge of, of nutrition will say subs are good for you. Going to a sub shop is good for you. Bread and the cold cuts, the processed cold cuts that they use and the condiments that they spurt on your sub. None of that stuff's good for you. Refined oils, going to a fast food restaurant, getting a burger at a fast food restaurant, the bread that they use, uh, going to a, a, a fast food restaurant that has chicken and the fried chicken and the oils that they put in the chicken or any of these places, the stuff isn't good for you. It's going to hurt your workouts. That's more work for your body. So it's all about being optimal on nutrition. When it comes to your training, it's about being optimal with your training, putting in the hours, but training smart, training efficiently in the gym. That's how you can get, get a recomp accomplished. So you'll know when you're on cycle. You'll know, you know what? You can look in the mirror and do a flex and see, wow, I'm actually losing body fat and I look I look bigger. Even though my weight's going up, I look in the mirror and I look leaner. Then boom, you're accomplishing the main fact, the main thing of doing a recomp. You don't have to go and get bod tested and see, oh my God, my body fat's going down. I'm doing a recomp. So it's all about what you look like in the mirror when it comes to recomping. It's not about what the scale says, not about what the body fat monitor necessarily says. It's about what you see in the mirror. So recomping is the hardest thing we can do in bodybuilding. A lot of people, a lot of people quit on it. Even professional bodybuilders, they quit on it. And what professional bodybuilders like to do is in the off season they'll bulk, and then in season they'll cut. They'll cut down going into their competition. That's pretty much the strategy we do today. Not like what they did back in the seventies. Back in the seventies, they did a lot more recomping than pros do today. If you think about it, 
because now it's all about size, 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 size. Let's put on as much size as you can in the off season. Let's eat a lot of garbage food. You see bodybuilders on Instagram and stuff. <clears throat> You'll see this huge ass meal. They'll go out to eat. They'll eat all this big ass food and burgers and pizza and all this crap. Right. And you're like, well, you know, how are they becoming bodybuilders? Well, that's, that's what they're doing. They're basically, basically putting on a lot of size and fat in the off season. And then in the in season, they cut it back down. They'll go into a sharp cut. They'll cut off all carbs out of their diet. They'll just freaking get ripped and they'll do whatever they have to do to kind of get ripped into their competition. So it's a little bit of a ruse. The normal person, you're better off not doing that, obviously. Uh, it doesn't make any sense for you. You want to stay looking good year-round. You want to stay eating healthy year-round. You don't want to just eat good ahead of a competition and look good on that particular day at that particular hour in front of a bunch of judges while you're wearing panties. You want to look good 24-7. You want to look good 365. You see, you see the difference? So in your case, I would do this recomping could be a nice little challenge for you. So you, what you could do is you can use Trend to recomp, go on the forum, start off a log, and you can start recomping with Trend. So let me talk about some of the dosing with Trend. So Trembolone dosing can range from 150 to 200 milligrams, which is a strong dose. can range all the way up to 350 as an average dose, 400. Once you start going higher from there, the side effects really kick in hard. So 50 milligrams higher is a lot more side effects. 100 milligrams higher is a lot, a lot, a lot of side effects. So some of the side effects you'll notice on trend, you're always thirsty on trend. Fatigue, you just feel fatigued on trend. Trendsomnia, trendsomnia is insomnia, but it's called trendsomnia. Night sweats, you have a hard time sleeping, you get up in the middle of the night, you're drenched in sweat. What is happening? Trend is extremely inflammatory in the body. Trend causes that inflammation, it's like your body is trying to fight off an invader. So it's going to raise your temperature while you're sleeping. It's trying to heal you. It's trying to heal your body. Trend is very toxic in the body. So it's really toxic. So hit the trend hard and come off. Okay. That's the key with trend. You don't want to stay on for long periods of time. I, I could completely believe in that. You don't need to be on. Think about it. eight weeks is two months. Two months is a long time. You can accomplish your recomp in that, in that eight weeks. So I don't recommend trend longer than eight weeks for that reason. So, you know, look at the end of the day, keep cool, keep hydrated, drink a lot of water while you're on trend, a lot of water. You cannot drink enough water on trend. It's, it's one of those steroids. Don't do a lot of, uh, uh, Hot things, don't go mow your lawn when in the middle of summer on trend. You're going to end up hurting yourself. You'll get really dehydrated and you won't be able to hydrate back. So it's very difficult when you're on trend. So it's a great steroid for recomping. Uh, so Mobster touched on that a little bit. We'll talk about what's a stack with trend. Yeah, I mean, as, as we know, and of course I've mentioned many times, never ever used that particular drug. If I was going to run it, I would run it so low, again, just to see how I get on with it. I would certainly, as I've already discussed, make sure that my diet and my training were 100% on point, increase what little cardio I already do uh, up to the levels where I'm going to get the fat burning. I would look at, for example, stuff that Steve's discussed multiple times, which is fasting, uh, you know, 18 and 6 and all that kind of vibe, just to make sure that, you know, I was 
feed, feeding myself around my training, but trying to stay away from food as much as possible when I'm fasting to get my body fat down real quick, which is another thing that you can do, especially what dosages I run. I'd probably run somewhere between two and 300, certainly for my first cycle. Uh, and again, this is just so I see how I get on with it. And definitely to get an awareness of the changes in my body. And as I've discussed previously, in my strength athlete buddies that were using it for strength, the transomnia and the trem sweats were absolutely right, right up there to the point that we were discussing it and laughing about it and teasing each other. Regarding stacking, that's that's the different point, Steve. Um, I would probably look at, and again, I still want my training, my nutrition to be 100% on point. I would probably look at, and it, although it can have its side effects, I'd probably look at things like uh, Winstrol. I know a lot of guys, and in fact, I've just replied to a question on the forum when a guy is talking about cutting down and running trend with Mastron. But if, if your body fat's already kind of high, and it shouldn't be, uh, especially for recomposition, I wouldn't want to use a drug that's a, a better and more ideal for hardening rather than a drug that would dry me out. Uh, but again, what am I looking at with Winstrol? I'm, I'm, I'm just doubling up on the side effects. So I, maybe something mild. Uh, but then again, you're kind of putting turbo juice trend with something that's milder for maybe the side effects, but perhaps a synergy, and that's something there, which I think Steve will have a better handle on than I would, would be to use something like Anavar or, or Winstrol or Terenabolt with Trend because I'm doing a recomposition. What would you say was the best synergistic effects of drugs yeah. that you can think of, Steve, in this particular situation? Yeah, Masteron is the number one. So Masteron, very similar to those three you mentioned, the T-Ball, the Winstrol, and, uh, you know, those those are DHT derivatives, too. So Masteron is a great DHT derivative. Masteron will harden you up. It will increase your vascularity. So uh, guys, you know, they'll use they'll, what they'll do. Trend and Masteron, you could do 350 trend and then 500 milligrams Masteron together. That's it. You don't need testosterone with it. You don't need anything else with it. If you really, really want to want recomp, you'll get hard as a rock. You'll have amazing vascularity. You you won't believe how good you live. One show a little, a little harsh with Tran. Um, it's one of the more harsh steroids. A lot of head hair loss issues. If you listen to our uh, uh, other episode that we're going to do on head hair, um, it's it's known as a head hair killer, stacking those two. But if you can tolerate it and you don't care about your head hair, great cycle as well, stacking with Winstrol. So guys, we usually use 25 to 50 milligrams of Winstrol. And they'll use, you know, 300 area of trend. And that would be a good sweet spot to use them, use them together. Um, I like, I like um, using, if, if, you know, you can use equipoise with trend. If you want to do more cardio on cycle than normal, the key with trend and cardio, a lot of people, they'll go on trend and they're really, really good. They can run a mile in like six or seven minutes. Okay. Which is pretty damn good. All right. For someone who, who lifts weights. They go on trend and they're like, oh my God, I can't even run a mile under 10 minutes now. So equipoise would be a good one to stack with trend, I think, um, because of that reason. Now, I personally, I've never done EQ with trend. Um, so it wouldn't be an issue. But here's just the way you would do it if you want to do cardio. I would do short, high-intensity cardio, 10, 12 minutes. Don't break a sweat when you're on trend. Because if you break a sweat when you're on trend, you're already dehydrated enough. So you could find yourself in deep trouble when it comes to electrolytes. So try your best not to break a sweat. As soon as you start breaking a sweat, stop your cardio. It sounds, it sounds crazy. It sounds counterintuitive. 
to the whole, you know, you got to push through it, you got to work hard on cycle, blah, blah, blah. But you do not want to sweat on trend because you're already dehydrated on trend. So it's very important to make sure. Now, if you do sweat on trend, you need to get electrolytes back into your system. So I recommend some of these electrolyte drinks that are out there. Read the ingredients. A lot of them are really not good for you. I'm not going to mention any brands, but go to your health food store, check them out, look what's in them. Don't drink these sports drinks that are marketed. They're just absolute garbage. You don't want to take those. They have a lot of bad things in them. So that's what you want to do. You can make your own electrolyte drink, add a little salt and a little cream of tartar to your water. That will add the potassium and magnesium that you need. You can add add in some some magnesium too to your to your water. That will help with uh, some liquid magnesium, and that will help as well with your uh, hydration. So, Mobster, touched on that a little bit, yeah. Something that's just occurred to me, Steve, and which we hadn't actually touched on with stacking would be Psalms. Um, this might be a time for uh, recomposition, throwing in some GW guys, twenty milligrams a day as usual. For, for for the energy, I'm not a big fan of fat burners, uh, and I, again, it's that issue of if your diet's not a point and and the rest of your nutrition is not a point and your training's not a point, then why are you using fat burners? Whether that's high caffeine pre workouts or, or or fat burners per se as a way, and certainly not of harsher drugs like, for example, uh, DMP, super dangerous as we know. So yeah, I, I I might throw in some psalms here, Steve, again because the GW is quite mild. Uh, and you, then that's a sort of balance out the fact that you might have issues with the side effects of trend. And as a great way, as a boost of energy, like Steve's discussed earlier on, a great way to increase your ability to uh, do cardio and feel better while you're dieting. Uh, and uh, what do you think, Steve, in terms of that and maybe something else? Because it doesn't have to always be anabolic steroids that you can stack with it. You can stack SARMs with it too. Yeah, so one of the most popular SARMs that's not really a SARM is GW carterine and uh, carterine of course is not a selective androgen receptor modulator. And it's actually just a, it's a drug. It's a drug that was created to help with obesity. Um, and it's a really good one for endurance. It's a really good one with uh, fat loss as well. So you could stack that in here too. Um, and I, I, look, I, at the end of the day, stimulants, oh my God, they're absolutely killing people. I think we're seeing a trend back away from stimulants. I think a few years ago, it got really, really bad, Mobster. And uh, stimulants, guys, are really bad idea on trend, as well as things like DMP, which dehydrate the shit out of you. Very dangerous compound. Clen, not a good idea with trend either. So these, these things that – and fat burners, not a good idea with trend either. So not a good idea regardless – but these speed up your heart rate. You don't want to speed up your heart rate on trend because your blood pressure and heart rate are already elevated on trend. So how does speeding it up help? It doesn't. It's going to hurt you. It's like burning out your car engine. You rev up your car engine, vroom, 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 all the way on the red RPMs, right? Seven, eight RPMs, thousand RPMs. You're going to screw up your engine. It's the same thing. You're going to burn your body out. So I would stay the hell away from stimulants. If you've been used to taking stimulants and drinking lots of coffee every day, don't when it comes to trend, all right? Half a cup of coffee, that's it. And make sure you hydrate the shit out of yourself because coffee is a diuretic. It will dehydrate you. So you can get yourself into trouble, serious trouble. You can damage your heart in the process of doing this. So I'm not a fan at all of doing it that way. So GW is a much better option because GW doesn't, rev up your heart rate. So 
So it keeps your heart rate, it actually helps keep your heart rate lower when you're doing more activity. Mobster? Yeah, I mean, an obvious thing that occurs to me here, Steve, is key point here, guys, and again, kind of, I say obvious because it is obvious. Don't let yourself get too out of shape. Simply, and, and then any efforts at recomposition will be that much easier. If you're coming into any site, never mind a recomposition, when you're 20% or, or worse, you're just making a job that much harder for yourself. This is the reason why we recommend, and I'm talking specifically to the bodybuilders here, uh, being 12%, 13%, 40%, even 15%, because it's a lot easier to come down from those numbers than it is 20% and do a recomposition. And it sounds like they're bleeding well obvious, but guys will come online, women as well, but mostly guys will come on and ask for advice about recomposition. And we'll go, what's your stats? They'll throw up the numbers and they go, no, really you need to start dieting and getting into shape now and then look at introducing a drug like trend and other uh, psalms or whatever, stack or solo into the mix to aid that recomposition. So don't get so far out of shape. I mean, that's kind of obvious, and but you're getting that kind of advice from Mr. Olympia types as well, where back in the day we used to bulk up like motherfuckers and, and honestly, you know, proper carrying 20% body fat at least. And that's great if you're a power athlete, uh, especially if all your other markers are good, but it's not something you want to be doing when you're bodybuilding and looking to build in in shape, you're just making, as I say, it much harder for that process to take place. And if recomposition is really the fairy godmother waving her magic wand and making this kind of miracle happen, it's going to be that much harder for the fairy godmother to make it happen if you're 20, 22, 23% body fat. It's obvious, but some people think you can drug your way out of that situation. So be it, don't, by all means, get a little bit soft when you're not on the beach and a little bit soft in the winter time. But you don't have to bulk up old school. You can just have a little bit of body fat. If you can still see your abs, you're going to be 10, 11, 12% body fat. And then recomposition when you're adding muscle and losing that body fat is going to be that much easier. It would also suggest, of course, that your genetics are quite good anyway. And again, it's that kind of things like Steve said earlier on. Uh, if, if, with regards to the diet, and I'll touch on that one more time, Steve. If, as Steve says, you're you're hitting the delicatessen, you're hitting Subway, you're hitting the fast food restaurants and hoping for the best, you're kind of fooling yourself. Reaper composition with meal prep, with real prep companies is going to be that much easier. Literally, companies will, especially the top companies, will change the ratio of carbs and fat protein in the food for you. And it's that much easier, again, if you're having five of those meal prep meals a day to have four or, and, and add a little bit of protein, chop up some cooked steak and add it to a meal. So much easier uh, to tweak those things and change those variables. Like Steve said again, we there's, it's, it's kind of a certain irony, Steve, I think sometimes when you use the car analogy earlier on, that people will sometimes take greater care of their car or the hi-fi or their fishing rods or whatever, than they will sometimes with their bodies, and then come online and ask for advice for that kind of stuff like that. So, guys, I know it sounds like we're nagging you and we're giving you a bit of a downer, but that's not the case. What we're trying to do here is school you into the, get into the right frame of mind, doing the right things in advance, so that when it comes to then using something like Trend for Recomposition, your journey and your results will be that much easier and that much better. What do you think, Steve, before we finish off? 
Yeah, so at the end of the day, you know, we talked about favorites. Trent and Masteron, great stack. Trent and Anavar, great stack. I think those two, start with those two um, if you want to do a recomp with Trent. And start with the Trent at 250, 300 milligrams the most if it's your first time using it. And then stack in some Anavar, 40, 50 milligrams of the Anavar. And the Masteron, you know, somewhere between 300 to 500 milligrams a week. And that'd be plenty to do a, a recomp. And as Mobster said, he made a great point. Get into shape before the cycle. Don't wait for the cycle to get into shape. It's not going to be as easy to recomp when you're 20% body fat in most cases as it is if you're 12% or 10% body fat. So get your body fat down first, then hit the cycle. I think you you get a good results. So come on the forum and log it. We'd love to hear from you. There you go, guys. We can't help you with any more advice today because we're up against the bumper for the time limit. So... Please note, we are not doctors and the opinions are ours. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. A podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.